0: This is Alex Reviews, and I'm Alex, and I review things. And this is my podcast where we take a deeper look at current blockbusters, old school favorites, and possibly the worst movies ever made. So grab your popcorn and let's get into Alex Reviews. Today we're talking about the $10 founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a stealth starter by 14 they placed him in charge of a trading charter
1: Is hamilton
0: you and i'm excited i don't know if you can tell but i am really excited about hamilton actually i got to see hamilton A year ago, almost to the day, September 25th, 2019, I saw Hamilton in the Will Rogers Theater. It was incredible. I mean, I didn't realize the whole world was going to shut down after that, but I am very grateful that we paid so much money to go sit on the third balcony to see Hamilton, even though they looked like little tiny ants little tiny ants dancing around. I had no idea what they looked like, but I just knew that my life would never be the same. What were you thinking when we sat down to go see Hamilton? Because I made you go see Hamilton with me.
1: Okay, so uh, I was 100% against it. Um, I assumed it was a Victorian-style, white man, boring, historical drama, if you will. And I was wrong. We and- were,
0: it was what? so wrong. Like I never listened to any music before seeing Hamilton of what the show was. And I was so pleasantly surprised because I just thought, I thought, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, well, you know, it must be a good show because there's so much buzz around it. And, you know, there's gotta be something good in this show. The bar was set so low. And then we start with the first song of Alexander Hamilton. I mean, Aaron Burr walks out and he starts rap singing. And I was like, uh, are we about to see a rap show? (laughs) A rap show?
1: <laughs> I yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, uh, but it wasn't that. Like I know it's it's like cheesy to be like like your jaw hit the floor, but like I literally felt like my mouth was open the whole time. It was just so good. It was so different.
0: It was so different, and I think that's what makes the show so special and so different because we've seen Broadway shows, heard musicals. I mean, we talked about a musical. That shall not be named from last week. It should be shamed. It should be shamed, but it shall not be named. And, you know, musicals tend to have the same kind of music in them. The What's Popular kind of is consistent. When it was the Sound of Music era, it's that. Then you get the Wicked era and Rent. And it's just kind of like repetitive. And I love musicals, don't get me wrong. But Hamilton is different. So, thankfully, somehow Disney+, Plus. Paid Lin-Manuel Miranda enough money to capture the original Broadway cast and put it on Disney Plus. And they blessed us by releasing it this year. Because you know what we needed in 2020? Hamilton. We needed something. We still are not sure 100% what we need, but Hamilton helped. Because now I've watched it I don't even know how many times since it's been released. I
1: I think we've watched it. Oh, I don't know. It, it's been a, a lot. Maybe once every two weeks at and, a minimum.
0: And sometimes when you're not here, I watch it. Yeah, I know. I've watched it alone and I cried <laughs> so much.
1: Also, uh, fun f- spoiler alert, if you listen to the soundtrack, you've watched the whole thing, which we listen to the soundtrack every third time we get in the car. So
0: Yeah. I mean, you can, like, it's not an opera Like, there is talking in Hamilton, which I appreciate, but the show is really told through the songs, which is what I love about it. (laughs) So let's go with the synopsis. Hamilton is the story of America Then, told by America Now, featuring a score that blends hip hop, jazz, R&B, and show tunes. Hamilton has taken the story of the American founding father, Alexander Hamilton, and created a revolutionary moment in theater a musical that has profoundly impacted our culture, politics, and education. So that's pretty much it. I mean, we're telling Alexander Hamilton's story. Along with that, we're going to tell some other people's story, a little bit of George Washington here and there, a little bit of Jefferson, Madison, you know, the founding fathers finding farmers. (laughs) They weren't farmers.
1: Not wrong. I mean, I think they were. Some of them were farmers. Oh, They were tobacco farmers. George Washington was for sure a farmer.
0: Okay, they were farmers. They are founding farmers. Yeah, also, farmer. founding farmers is a restaurant in D.C. that everybody should go to. They had a bacon. They had the candied bacon. bacon. It was so good. So there's little um, Alex Reviews, uh, a restaurant. Go there. Very good. So the overview is it's a really cool retelling of American history. I love history. I've been to so many museums. My family loves going to museums. But it, this kind of tells a story you may not know about alexander hamilton i mean we know he's on the ten dollar bill
1: i definitely didn't know it they didn't teach it in history
0: (laughs) you didn't know who he was
1: well i knew his name and that was it
0: yeah i know i feel like that's kind of the point of the whole show is to tell his story specifically and those founding fathers that we may have been lost along the way
1: yeah because i mean who who lives who dies who who tells our story
0: that's really one of the main thoughts of the show, a recurring theme is, uh, you know, who tells your story at the end of the day? Legacy, I believe, is probably one of the main themes to the whole show and probably Alexander Hamilton's life. Legacy. <laughs> no. no, we will not name that musical. We're not talking about that one. We've put that to bed. We've put that to sleep. <laughs> we put that musical to sleep. So another interesting thing about Hamilton is that, you know, it's not like Zach said, he was expecting a bunch of old white dudes to be the show because do you think you'd look at the people on the $10 bill?
1: I expected Shakespeare. That's literally, that's what I thought. (laughs) I thought it was going to be Shakespeare, awful. I was prepared to nap and I didn't get to.
0: No, because you could not nap. You would miss something. Gosh, that would be terrible. But he created this musical reading Alexander Hamilton's um, biography and he really just got obsessed. Lynn being the one who got obsessed with his story and how we really didn't know his story. He is actually a history teacher and that's kind of how he got into Alexander Hamilton is because he was reading the biography and he was like, this story needs to be told. It's really interesting. So he started writing it and because of the way he writes his music how it is influenced by urban culture. I mean, he's Puerto Rican. Like, he wrote the musical, like, thinking I need to cast the best rapper. And that led to a full casting of people of color. And I'm here for it because I don't need another white rapper. I want people I've maybe never seen before that are going to do the show correctly. And not like last week when they were just throwing people in just because they were famous. But these are actually incredible performers and the choice was such a great choice because it would have ruined the show if they didn't have the right people playing these characters it's really hard not to give spoilers for the show because the first song really sets up the whole show beginning to end so if you have not seen the show you may not know what's going on but if you've started the play they tell you from the beginning what's going to happen but I won't give it away just yet. You can stick around if you haven't watched the show. So we are talking about Alexander Hamilton, how he rose and became a semi-recognizable founding father. He got on the $10 bill. He is the creator of our financial institution, if you are unaware. And we get to meet a bunch of his friends and I think some of my favorites are the Skyler sisters, of course, uh, John Lawrence and Hercules Mulligan. But let's get into some of the characters. So we have Alexander Hamilton, of course, played by writer, creator, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's very hard to say. Then we have Aaron Burr, Leslie Odom Jr. And all these names, they are Broadway people. I'd say that I wouldn't know their names before this show. Some of their faces are recognizable like um, Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson played by the same character David Diggs who is in Wonder and a movie called Blindspotting,
1: which if somebody would just write into the show because nobody agrees with me, but I agree with me. Say his name again. David Diggs. David. Looks just like The Weeknd. Somebody write in to P.O. Box 977241, California, and tell me if I'm wrong or right, because I think I'm right.
0: He uh, could be The Weeknd's distant cousin, but I don't think... Could be his doppelganger. No. He's, like, probably two feet taller than The Weeknd. I think that guy's really, really tall. All right. Back to our characters. We've got Eliza, played by Philippa, Sue, Angelica, and Peggy, of course, and... And Peggy. And Peggy. (laughs) George Washington, John Lawrence, who also plays Philip Hamilton, Marquis de Lafayette, who plays Thomas Jefferson as well, Hercules Mulligan, who also plays James Madison, and I feel like one of this, this show stealers is King George, played by Jonathan Groff from what's that show he's on? Oh. Mindhunters. Hunters, <laughs> Which is shocking because he is like the most boring person on that show ever. That's, that show is the most boring thing it's on It's like, what if Netflix. a crime drama... Took out all the good parts, and it was just research. Yeah, it, it's My a doctor. very slow
1: show. But the king's whole show.
0: He was so funny. Like so good. I love the king. And it's just so funny because it's it's literally a caricature of what we think like all British people are like as Americans. And it's so accurate. Like they would show up with a crown on, the big stole, a you know, a, a scepter, and they would be sassy and sing at us about how we made such a terrible choice leaving them.
1: If there was one word I would use to describe uh, European people, it would be sassy. Sassy. Only because I don't know any personally.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're all kind of European descent. So, you know me.
1: I've never met a king. But they seem <laughs> sassy to me.
0: He, he's a cast A Cassie sing. <laughs> a sassy king. Okay, here is my review, no spoilers. Um, I'm gonna tell you this if you don't like musicals and you just like can't get past the fact that they're singing, like don't waste your time. You'll just like ruin my opinion of you. It's not for you. It's not for you. it's not for if you don't like musicals, don't be like, well, you know what's gonna change me? Hamilton. And it could it could soften your stone stone heart.
1: If the only other show you've seen is Cats, then yes, watch Hamilton. It might fix it.
0: It might fix it. It is better than Cats could ever wish it could have been.
1: But if you've seen 30 musicals and you don't like them, just pass.
0: Just pass. You know, kind of read about what it's about. Understand who Alexander Hamilton is just for social things so you don't, you know, look stupid at a party. But don't waste your time with watching a musical if you hate musicals. But I feel like Zach is not the, you know, he appreciates musical, but really you enjoyed this musical as a musical
1: for sure like it's it's not anything like you would think when you hear the term musical like at all it's not i don't even i can't even think of examples but it's not rent it's not uh sound Cats, of music. It's, i mean me, is that even a musical
0: technically
1: is it i don't yeah. know, I don't know. But, Phantom of the Opera. but i feel like everybody has seen rent and that's a musical but even that's kind of different than your typical musical it's very 90s yeah, yeah but it's all super original and I, it's the only show that I would ever listen to the soundtrack outside of the show. But like I can have the soundtrack on and just like enjoy the music.
0: Yeah, because he the way he used hip hop and R&B and everything is so creative and it makes you like I know all these weird facts about Alexander Hamilton just because of the first song. Like I know everything about his life because his first song. But also, you know, uh, you know, one day when I'm on Jeopardy, I'll be able to answer, like, what year did Aaron Burr run for president? 1800.
1: 100%.
0: Like, I'm good, Alex Trebek. I'm ready. But if you are a musical fanatic, I highly recommend it. The story is so moving, so moving. It's very tragic at times. But in the end, you realize how important your own story is, which I think a lot of musicals kind of point to that. But I think Hamilton really kind of lands that plane. When it comes to leaving a legacy and telling a story. Next up is some rapid reviews. Rap, 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 rapid review. pew, pew. We had the pleasure of seeing Bloodshot, which we honestly missed in theaters. And it was in theaters probably through most of quarantine, but we just didn't go because we were gonna have to pay for the tickets.
1: There's also like 20 bucks to rent. Oh, I'm not whatever. gonna rent
0: a Vin Diesel movie I'm for just... $20.
1: And I love Vin Diesel, but that's a little steep.
0: It's steep, like $20, like $5. Yes, I can give you $5, Vin Diesel. But since it was $20, I was like, oh. So we had like stars or something for a month. And so we're like, oh, we can watch Bloodshot. And I was pleasantly surprised.
1: It's the Hamilton of action (laughs) movies right now.
0: No, do not even compare those things. It is an action movie that is very well done. Interesting the trailers do kind of give away most of the plot. I
1: wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, I mean, you can kind of figure out what's going on, but it's an enjoyable movie. You're not like figuring it out because it's not that kind of a movie.
0: Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to like challenge your brain. No, but it's a good action movie. I stand and- by what I said. <laughs> you the Hamilton
1: it. of action movies. It is not that of right now.
0: Mm-mm. No. Vin Diesel, I will give you this one Bloodshot was watchable. And really enjoyable. Like, uh, honestly, my Vin Diesel scale is watchable or not watchable.
1: Do you remember uh, The Pacifier? Not watchable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It so was more
0: Vin Diesel movies. I don't uh, know mean oh,
1: most. fast one through, I mean, I don't know how I many are eight. Fate uh, of the Furious? They, Those are totally watchable. These I mean, so it good. might go
0: every other fast movie is how watchable or unwatchable. Uh, how
1: about Triple uh, X? Unwatchable. Oh, come on.
0: I did not watch it, so it was unwatchable.
1: Uh, We're going to watch that. That'll be next on uh, Rapid Reviews. No, it's not. Triple X, and we'll do Triple X, State of the Union. He's only in State of the Union for like 30 seconds, but we'll still watch it.
0: Ugh, that's enough for Vin
1: Diesel. I can't think of any more Vin Diesel
0: I mean, Fast and the Furious is most of his career.
1: Yeah, but why would you need to do anything else? Wait, wasn't he in... um, Oh, never mind. Was he in Ice Age? I don't know why I think he was in Ice
0: Age. I don't know. That was Ray Romano. They are not at all similar. How dare you put Ray Romano in Vin Diesel's category? Just do me
1: a favor, as a listener, as a listener, everybody, close your eyes. If you're driving, it's okay. Close your eyes. <laughs> now take, take Vin Diesel's muscles and put them on Ray Romano. Wow! I just want you to get that image in your head because that's what I was thinking when I said Ice Age. <laughs> uh, a stunner! Yeah, you can open your eyes now.
0: He would be GQ's Man of the Year, Ray Romano with Vin Diesel's body. No, he looked so terrible. No, nope, that's it. That's that's the 2020 of people, Ray Romano <laughs> with Vin Diesel's body.
1: Let me ask you a serious question. No. If I had Ray Romano's voice, <laughs> would you still have married me?
0: I would. have to pray about that. Hey, guys. <laughs>
1: that wasn't even close
0: (laughs) that's ray romano for you all right enough about bloodshot let's talk about broken hearts gallery another new movie i was excited because it actually was a movie that came out this last weekend and i really enjoyed it because it was a rom-com and what do we need right now it's a rom-com like i need an uplifting story about two young people falling in love And bringing other people together through their old crap and you know breakup memorabilia.
1: Here's what I'll say about it: I enjoyed it thoroughly. I am a sucker for rom coms. I'm not gonna lie; I love them. Exposed. Um, but here's what you need to know: You're gonna sit down in that theater and you're gonna watch the first. uh, How long is it? Two hours?
0: It's probably like an hour and a half. half. So you're
1: gonna watch the first hour, and you're gonna think, "I should just leave. I should just leave." It's but just wait. Pretty cheesy. If you just sit it out. It redeems itself so well.
0: Oh, man. I, like, I didn't think I was like, OK, but rom-coms are inherently cheesy. They have to be for you to believe in a world where love exists. That's very sad. But it's true. Like, sometimes it has to be a little cheesy. But, y'all, I tears went out of my eye holes. Like, who does that? I cried at this movie that I didn't know anything about.
1: It was very good. You should see
0: it. It was really sweet. I thought it was really cute and it probably will be in theaters forever because like one movie is coming out every week till the end of the year. All right. That was it for rapid reviews, but put on your seatbelts because it's time for spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. Act one. We open up the show. They tell us the whole story. You know, we have our main characters. They kind of sing all together. We have the people that say, me, I fought with him, which would be Hercules and James Madison, Lafayette and Jefferson, who both characters, they each play. Like he does a very clever thing by having one one person play two different characters on multiple occasions because Hercules and Lafayette fought with him in the American Revolution, whereas Madison and Jefferson fought with him as in they opposed him. In when they were building the American government. And so they, those are the same characters. Like, under, sometimes with understudies, you're just in different acts. So if you're only in the first act and only in the second act, they'll put you as the same character. But these were really intentional because both ways it was correct. They fought with Hamilton.
1: So I'm curious did each, so did each character have an understudy or did only each actor, like for example, did, um, What's his name Hercules?
0: Mm-hmm. That's his real name, right? Her- no, Hercules uh, oh. Mulligan was the character name. Oh, what's his actor name? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry y'all. This uh, pronunciation is <sighs> I'm just really sorry, but I'm going to try. It's Okiarte Onadoan.
1: Okay, who's the other one?
0: Um David David Dix.
1: He plays two characters? Yeah. So, he uh, plays
0: Lafayette and Jefferson. Right.
1: So did David have an understudy or yes. did Did Lafayette have an understanding and Jefferson have an
0: understanding? No, because then it wouldn't work with the way the show is written because how each character is kind of like a flip-flop of itself because then there would have to be a fourth person in that little trio because they're representing both characters. When they're in their white outfits in the show, it's kind of like they're in limbo, but they're in, you know, they're both characters at that time.
1: The costuming is uh, everything in this show – So thoughtful as you'll learn, has much more meaning to it than I thought. Unless you're just like an avid theater movie person, you might have picked it up. But I like talking about it, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of thought in that.
0: Yeah, everything is so thought out the way the colors throughout the show, like the way, um. Like he ages through the show, even the way his hair, I've noticed the last few times I watched it, how his hair changes throughout the show as when he's young, it's like pulled back and then it's half up, half down. Then he has a top knot at some point. That's not true, but that would be funny. (laughs) Then we go to um, the person who says I died for him, which, you know, is um, John Lawrence who also plays his son, which for both characters is accurate. Because John Lawrence died fighting in the American Revolution, which the revolution was started by a group of friends, including Hamilton, and then also his son, who later dies in a duel for his father, literally like fighting for his father's name. Then you have the ladies who say, me, I loved him. And that's Eliza, Angelica, and? And Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy also plays Mariah uh, Reynolds.
1: Oh, okay. Well, but Peggy didn't love Hamilton. No, did
0: she? but Mariah Reynolds did. And actually, historically, Peggy and Hamilton were really close. He was literally with her on her deathbed. They they wrote to each other. They were really close friends. So it does work for both characters.
1: So essentially, Hamilton loved all of the Schuyler sisters except for his wife.
0: No, he loved her. He just messed up. He messed up bad. But I do think. But honestly, spoiler alert. He would have died so much sooner if he had cheated on Angelica.
1: hundred percent. He would immediately yeah.
0: be dead. Yeah. She would she have would set have, him on fire. Yeah, she
1: would have like hired the king or something to kind of
0: oh my gosh. chop his
1: head off. No, she know. would
0: have paid, uh, I don't know, Reynolds' husband to kill him. Ugh. Then we have George Washington. He says, me, I trusted him. And he did. He trusted him to take care of his journal and send out letters. Almost to
1: a fault, And he trusted
0: him. Honestly, he trusted him so much. George Washington picked Hamilton on so many levels. Like, he was his favorite person in the whole world. It was at a point where I'm like, do you care about anybody else, George Washington? But honestly, I'd vote for Hamilton. And then we have, of course, our antagonist, Aaron Burr. And he's the one who shot him. They tell us from the very beginning, everything from the jump, from the jump. And then the fantastic thing is they tell you from the beginning and you are still shocked at the end. Like they told us from the like, that's like someone telling you I'm a liar. And then when they lied to you, you're like, oh, my gosh, you were a liar. But they told us from the beginning and we were still shocked. All of these things happened. Like we should have believed them, but we didn't.
1: That a breach right there. <laughs> That's the whole like, word.
0: <laughs> if you, if you just, no, I can't. I can't. I don't, we, got, we can't take y'all to church right now. Th- there's something there though. This show is about who lives, who dies, and who tells your story. Honestly, that to a fault is exactly what the show is. It's about who's going to remember your name. And Alexander cared more about that than anything in the whole world, more than his family, more than his friends. He cared about the legacy he was going to live. And that nothing would ever be enough for him. I mean, he, I'm sure had goals of becoming president for sure, but later ruins it for his own self, which I'm still mad at him for that. Honestly, I don't know if I've forgiven Alexander for that. Then we meet uh, Alex Burr. No, that would be his nightmare. Then we meet Aaron Burr, who is our antagonist. Honestly, he's the bridesmaid to Alexander's bride. He is always second place to everything Hamilton does through their whole careers and he's his his line is to talk less smile more smile more which speaks to his character in the fact that he never was going to
1: let you know what he was against or what, what he was
0: he's for. for exactly and that he was not going to ruffle feathers he was just there to be you know existing never really telling you like making you upset or being on one side or another
1: he is PC.
0: He is the most PC and, and the end is why he never was a great leader is because he literally flipped parties just because he knew he could beat somebody.
1: A leader without an opinion is
0: not a leader. It's not a leader. And he tried so hard to be, he sings about it many times about how Hamilton is always going to take what's his and that he doesn't. And I feel like that speaks to his own character and who he was. And honestly, he's known as a villain in history because of how he has interacted with Hamilton. And I mean, but like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr. Oh my gosh, some of the best vocals in the whole show. Incredible. Like, uh, just a velvety voice. Apparently he has a Christmas album that's very, very good. And I can't wait to bust that out.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Holiday season right around the corner, Aaron Burr, gonna be listening to your Christmas songs.
1: Also, a hot topic, uh, October 1st, too early for Christmas music or...
0: I will only be listening to um, spooky soundtracks from the 1950s.
1: Got it. Oh, also, spoiler alert, uh, October is all
0: Halloween. Oh, we're doing spooky movies, scary movies, thrillers, everything. The whole month. So get ready, y'all. its We won't be scary, but we're talking about some scary movies because I love a scary movie. And we got to. Like, it's Halloween. Like, this is Halloween. This is Halloween.
1: We watch them so you don't have to. That's our motto.
0: We watch it so you don't have to. You're welcome. Hamilton continues to sing. And I mean, they sing through the whole show. But he, he sings about not throwing away his shot. He's ambitious. He's determined. And, you know, Bird does not like him.
1: No, he doesn't like him. At all. all. Also, though, uh, not throwing away your shot. That song immediately went onto my workout playlist.
0: Yeah, because in basketball, you cannot throw away your shot.
1: In any sport, you can't throw away your shot.
0: I guess you'd shoot shots in lots of sports.
1: You always got to shoot your shot.
0: You got to shoot your shot.
1: Or oh, you're going to end up like Aaron Burr. Ugh.
0: And he his was is not a good life. Oh,
1: but... Oh. Did you just blow your own mind? Yes, because you have to shoot your shot, but... The reason Hamilton died. No,
0: that's later. Don't spoil it. Oh my it. God. Oh, if you already figured that one out, we're talking about that later. Cause that's like the biggest shot that he threw away. Ugh, gosh.
1: I literally, we should have talked about it. I literally just figured that out.
0: Oh, well, I mean, that's the end though.
1: Oh, well, I know, but listen, still.
0: Oh man. Okay. Really what it comes down to, Hamilton sings the whole show about how he's not going to throw away his shot. Like that's, He doesn't want to throw away his destiny. And in the end, what does he do? He shoots into the air when in a duel with Aaron Burr, he literally throws away his shot. And that is why he dies. And like, why would he shoot at the air? He was a military trained shooter. He had his glasses on. Aaron Burr knew he was going to die. And then he shoots at the sky they could have they they tell us so many times how they could have solved this without them having to shoot the gun. We've got the Ten Dual Commandments. We're gonna go through it multiple times. Talk about how we could g- get around this. Ugh. It's so frustrating. And what's interesting is the girl who plays the bullet. You see her through the whole show. She is a part of the show throughout. It's the girl. She kind of has like a um, uh, mohawk afro, but she is the person who like whenever. He shoots the gun at the end. She also plays the bullet in the in the other duel. She comes out and Harold holds her hand, and it, it goes across. But you see her throughout the whole show when death gets close to Hamilton, which I think is really cool. Like you know, after the forty seventh time, I start to notice these things.
1: On on that note, let's talk about living in dual times. I cannot imagine having an argument with how is this
0: okay with
1: my boss and like. It's the only resolution is for us to walk outside and try to shoot each other.
0: But like, what is that is such like a man logic thing. They're like, you know what? I can't solve this problem. We should just shoot each other.
1: At what point in history did men decide to just punch each other and move on rather than shoot each other?
0: No, I think punching was not enough. Like it was not enough. Like they will never be satisfied. And they're like, no, I want to shoot him and I want it to be timed. But like, but somehow it was legal. I know I think yeah. like New Orleans was the last place to make a duel illegal and it was probably like 20 years ago, but
1: <laughs> there's no way that's
0: true. <laughs> you don't know that it could have been the sixties. It's New Orleans. There are no rules there. And- How long
1: ago do you think the sixties were? I'm just oh, curious. No. 20 years ago was 2000.
0: Oh no. It was 60 years ago. It was the 60s. Oh, that's devastating. All right. We got King George, who we love him. I mean, the colonists did not love him, but we love him. But he, I don't know why they did not reshoot his spitty, 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 spit song. It was so much spit.
1: You can't duplicate that passion. That's not oh, teachable.
0: He goes, no, don't change the subject.
1: Did we Did we have him when we watched it?
0: No. Dang, ours had, was good, too. Though. Ours is really good. I mean, the king is such a great role. Like when we saw we did not see any of the original Broadway cast, but we could not have known because they were so tiny because we were so high up.
1: What's weird is I don't remember that. I I like we were we were on the third balcony, but I feel like I could see everything.
0: no, it it was so small. compared I to I the remember, other shows we saw like it's we were so high up.
1: The only thing I remember is our Hamilton sang exceptionally better than
0: oh my than, gosh
1: <laughs> the recording.
0: Like, I feel like a lot of people who don't understand the importance of Miranda will be like, oh, my gosh, why is this guy singing the main song? Like, he wrote it. It's a song. Get over it. He's Alexander Hamilton. But when we saw Hamilton, oh, my gosh, Hamilton was so good. Like, his voice was incredible. So just imagine Hamilton also being played by the guy who plays uh, Alexander or Aaron Burr.
1: Right. Because, like, our our Hamilton saying better than our Burr,
0: yeah. He was so so, good.
1: so coming out of that into the recording, where Burr is like not even on the same level. Hamilton's not even on the same level as Burr. Yeah, was weird.
0: And I've, I've heard a few people be like, "Yeah, I don't, I can't get into the soundtrack because of lynn And I'm like, "You take those words out your mouth and respect our founding father of hip hop Broadway." But I also understand because I have ears. But I just like try to sing more like him because it's part of the character like how can I not and then you know George George Washington becomes obsessed with Hamilton because how could you not have you seen him like love Hamilton so much he becomes his right-hand man because you know Aaron Burr wants to be the right-hand man and he's there and he's like hey George Washington what up you need a you need an assistant I'll do it and George Washington is like, mm, no, thank you. And yet again, Aaron Burr is left in the dust to Alexander Hamilton's, you know, incredibleness. And we go to the Winter's Ball, which I feel like we get one of the best songs from the show from Winter's Ball, which is satisfied. But first we have to have Helpless to set the scene. And that's when um, Angelica meets Hamilton, but introduces her him to her sister Eliza, they fall in love, they get married, their life is wonderful,
1: which I still don't understand. Uh, so, she I guess
0: explicitly explains it why in the song. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right.
1: <laughs> so, so because of the time they lived in, she being the firstborn had to marry someone rich,
0: had to marry rich,
1: and Hamilton was not that. He was an her immigrant. father
0: has no sons, so she's the one that has to social climb for them because she's the oldest and the wittiest and New York City is insidious. Yeah, and Alexander is penniless, but that doesn't mean she wants to marry him less. I've seen this musical a lot. That's some direct lines from the musical. But yeah, she couldn't she couldn't marry Alexander because even though they clicked instantly and were destined to be together forever, she knew she had to marry somebody rich so that her family, like literally the the Schuyler Mansion, is still in New York State. Like when they go upstate to their you know East State, their state they, it's still there.
1: So like the Skylers,
0: Yeah, you can go and visit the Skylar house in uh upstate New York. That? We didn't know we were gonna be so obsessed with this musical. Well, we're going back. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go to the Skylar house and sing the Skylar sister song. Mm. <laughs> That's helpless. Oh, my bad. It's okay. I forgive you. And so after we have um Helpless, which is Eliza's song about how she's so in love with um Hamilton, cause it's so handsome and she just loves him so much. Then we get satisfied. So they're married and she's his sister or her sister's going to give a toast. So Angelica going to give a toast at the wedding. And then the whole play rewinds to the point when they walk into the ball, which I think it's so visually so stunning because they rewind the whole, all of the action that just took place. And like in your hearing, you can hear like how they rewinded the words. And that was really when we saw it live, like I was like, oh, this this show is so special because like they're not just using the vocals that are live. They're also integrating like cool remix techniques and cool sound techniques to make it different, which I really love. And so we go backwards and we see the whole interaction between Hamilton, Angelica, Eliza, all of them almost in slow motion, how angelica saw it and so she sets the scene of why she can't marry him and how she would love him but her sister you know she's so helpless might as well just give her hamilton at least she can keep his eyes in her life that's what she says so to the groom oh he wasn't ready bride. <laughs> But honestly, out of all the songs, like, Satisfied is the best song.
1: It's the best song. And also, I sing it uh, every time I get done eating. I sing it...
0: All the time. Uh,
1: after I...
0: After I make a toast at my make sister's a toast, wedding.
1: I sing it um, when I fill up gas, like...
0: Anytime. I'll never I mean, be satisfied. Never be satisfied. At the end of dinner? Nope. That
1: never was my first satisfied. example, but
0: it's cool. It's, it's fine. So, moving on the story. So, Eliza and Hamilton are now married... Aaron Burr is always bitter, just forever. Angelica's around, just kind of trying to... And then um, we have Aaron Burr sings Wait For It, which is, is uh, e- easy number two. I,
1: I think, yeah, I think that one is the one that gets stuck in my head the most.
0: Oh, it's so good. Like, I don't even, like, can't think of what the songs... Have... I mean, it's about how, like, Hamilton is always one step ahead of him, doing more, you know, seizing the day, constantly, like doing things that Aaron Burr wishes he would do but he just says he decides to wait and I think that's his whenever the first time he doesn't wait for it is when he actually kills Alexander Hamilton is the first time he actually does what he thinks Alexander would do Wow. and I, I just think that's the truth because like he finally does something without thinking I think like he just does it and I think that was his final like into who he was as a politician because Alexander Hamilton at that point was an American darling. Like everybody loved Hamilton. The politicians didn't, but the people loved him. Like I know he had some scandal, but
1: Yeah, I didn't know the people loved him.
0: There was crying in the streets. That's what they say right after Burr kills him is that there was weeping in the streets when they found out Hamilton died. Yeah,
1: you're right. I always thought that was just kind of a dramatic retelling. I didn't know it was actually accurate with the people liking him,
0: I I think the people did like him. Like he was a uh, a probably a, a socialite in New York, like a part of the city. I mean, he he's the reason we have an economy. Honestly, he is the reason. Like he set up our financial system, and he's also the reason why our capital is in Washington D.C. Because he got his social or his financial plan through by tricking them by giving them Washington D.C., even though capital doesn't even matter.
1: So he's he's more so really the he's the reason our financial institution is in New York. Yes. Because that's that's what he wanted. And so he tricked them into thinking they were getting the victory by getting Washington, D.C. for the capital. But what happens without money? Nothing happens without money. Yeah, so. the capital
0: can be anywhere. It's just, you know, honestly, I don't think New York could handle being the capital because there's already so much traffic. So, so much Thank traffic. you, Alexander. We dodged a bullet there. And so all this time, the American Revolution is going on. But we find out Eliza's pregnant. Oh, no. And he's out trying to be at war, trying to get George Washington to put him on the battlefield. You wonder if that would be enough. It would never be enough. We've learned Alexander is never going to be satisfied. He's always begging for more, begging to, for more responsibility. Put me out on the field, coach. That's what he says to George Washington. But, you know, we have a general, General Lee. Wee, And he kind of messes up.
1: Yeah, he sucks.
0: (laughs) He sucks. And he kind of talks some mess about George Washington. So Hamilton's like mad, but he can't get in a duel. But you know who can? John Lawrence, his BFF. And people say him and John Lawrence were so close. They found letters to each other. like They were like brothers, like closer than brothers, Siamese twins. And so they go to a duel, and we get the Ten Duel Commandments, which I— Honestly, like as a song, I don't love the Ten Duel Commandments.
1: No, that's not
0: it. That's Philip's song. But the reason why the counting is the same is because Philip has the same fate,
1: and he's also French from a
0: duel. No, Philip is his son.
1: Right, but they were.
0: He was just learning French. Oh. And it was just like to not be like a direct cut from the show. They were like, oh, make French. And then
1: the French one is way more catchy though.
0: Yeah, that's like, do it in French.
1: I only take I only took three years.
0: Yeah, he only took three years of French and cannot oh, only count. One to 10 was in French. <laughs> so because know, of like the you're not duel. Impressed. Because of the duel, Hamilton gets sent home. George Washington's mad at him and he's like, ugh. You can't be here. Your wife's pregnant. Go home. You're ruining the American Revolution. And so Hamilton's like real sad. But while he's there, you know, Eliza is troubled because she wonders if she'll ever be enough. Alexander wonders if he'll ever be enough to leave his legacy. And, you know, being enough is something, you know, he is from a different country. He's an immigrant. He didn't have money. He wasn't set up like a lot of the other politicians at the time.
1: Which, other than the politician part, all of that is true for both Alexander Hamilton and Lin-Manuel.
0: Honestly, yes. Very much both. I think that's why he was so attracted to the character is because they were both um immigrants, came to America. I mean, he's like a first-generation American and, you know, didn't have the easiest upbringing. And that's a lot of people's story. And that's why I think he... Thought the story was important for people to know because we don't really think of our founding fathers as immigrants, but uh, they came from other places. I thought
1: they're all just old white guys.
0: I mean, they are most of them white guys, but I mean, Hamilton was from the Caribbean, which crazy. I mean, I guess it was colonial time, so he probably originally was from Euro- European descent, but it's just how even that in that time he was just from there, maybe but, he didn't even look different. But what
1: I mean by old white guys, I mean privilege.
0: That's yes. more what I mean.
1: Which oh, okay. they didn't they didn't come from privilege.
0: No. I mean they could I have just come from money. They did. Well, yeah. Hamilton didn't. No, Hamilton for sure did not come from money. But then they really need Hamilton to come back and help the revolution because, you know, they gotta win. And you know what you need to win. You got to have your right-hand man back. Got to have your right-hand man. Got to have your right-hand man back. So Hamilton comes back.
1: You know what Hamilton says? What does he say? He's not throwing away a shot.
0: He's not going to throw away that shot. He's going to be the right-hand man. He's going to do it all, and he's going to win the American Revolution. And you know what? It happens. By golly, he did it. By golly. He done one the American Revolution. I mean a bunch of other people helped, but they they all did it. And you know. But
1: he's he was the Giannis of it. He was the MVP for sure. LeBron I don't, I don't was, know what that means. Uh I would say LeBron is like George Washington, uh deserving of it, but uh but Giannis got the votes. And or Hamilton got the votes. And that's MVP. been
0: sports with Zach Stone. After the revolution, they go back home, live kind of gets back to normal. And we get a beautiful song from Aaron Burr, Dear Theodosia, which I love that song. But it's another reminder that, you know, Aaron Burr has a kid. Guess what Hamilton did? He had a kid and he had a son, which in the time is probably, you know, more
1: praised. You want to have a son. You just, at, at that time, you still want to increase your, your family name longer.
0: And especially for him to leave the legacy. That's why it was so upsetting to him. When he does lose his son, that's his legacy. That's like a for sure legacy. He did have other children. I'm not sure if he had other sons, but I know he did have a daughter. But it's like Hamilton can't give Burr even that one thing. Like, give me just one thing. Like, let me have a kid. But no, you have a kid at the exact same time. So then we, uh, what?
1: Have you ever had anybody in your life that like, you just, you want to be better than them so bad. But they're just effortless, effortlessly better than you, like always. Like, they don't even have to try. I yes. feel like Hamilton never tried to outdo Burr. He just naturally was better.
0: Yeah, everybody's had that person. And if you haven't, you are that person. Ugh, and everybody that hurts you. sucks. <laughs> Everyone hates you. But let's hit it. To act two. So in the show, like when you're at the Broadway show, intermission is like 30 minutes. It has to be a long intermission because it's a tiny theater. And there is like one stall of a bathroom. And I tried to go down to get in the line. Literally, the line went all the way through the crowd back to the front of the stage.
1: It went to the front of the stage. It
0: went to the front of the stage. People like standing up there next to the orchestra waiting in line for the bathroom. And I went down there, and one of the the ushers was like, "Oh, don't worry, the line goes fast." And I waited, and I heard them tuning up, and I was like, not even halfway. And I was like, I'm gonna go back to my seat. Like I can survive. And I know why is because like the song right when Act Two starts, literally is called "What Did I Miss," and you do not need to hear that song. Like it is the worst song in the whole show. I hate it so much. And I love Thomas Jefferson, love David Diggs, but you're not saying what did I miss after that? Like I would have not cared if I missed that song to go to the bathroom.
1: What's funny about that though, is it's how many songs are there?
0: Like 47.
1: Okay. There's 47 songs. It's in my top 10.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Honestly, performance wise. Cause it's, it's such oh, it's a fun entertaining song and I just love David Diggs so much as an actor, as a performer. Uh, I don't know. He, for me, if it wasn't the King, he stole the show.
0: Ugh, he is a great performer, but just the song is so, it's your typical, it's your typical Broadway time filler song. It's a show like you, you get introduced to who his character is, but like nothing happens like all the other songs. So much stuff happens. It,
1: it doesn't advance the story, but it did. Yeah. Because I don't know why he was in France in the first place, except for to help their revolution. He's a Francophile.
0: He but, loves France. Yeah, he whatever. was working on what the That's French so government. so strange. It's like, like a, is that a
1: thing now? Are there Francophiles? Am I a New Yorkophile? Cause I love New York.
0: Yorkophile.
1: Yorkophile. I hate you that. can now refer to I mean, me as be, Yorkophile.
0: You can be a cinephile. That's like me. Somebody who loves movies.
1: That didn't sound good.
0: I know it doesn't sound good, but it's true. It's called a cinephile. It just sounds like this bad. Okay. We're, we're in America. We finally don't have great Britain over our shoulder. But, you know, some some life is kind of moving in a normal direction. But sadly, we get the news that John Lawrence has died and, you know, but, you know, he's going to come back to life as a nine year old boy. And it's kind of confusing because you're like, wait, what's that guy doing from the first act coming back speaking in French count to 10?
1: Now, that was the only advantage we had up in the third balcony, is You couldn't see the faces. I could see people. I could not see faces. So I had no idea that people shared characters.
0: I read thoroughly the playbill. So I did know it was the same character. But it's true. Like when you're watching the show on Disney Plus, like when you're watching the play, you're like, what's that guy doing back? Because you're still not grasping that like we're having multiple characters playing multiple people. It's kind of confusing. And so they count him and Eliza, you know, the son and Eliza count the numbers just like the 10 duel commandments which is very foreshadowing
1: because he died
0: (laughs) from a duel but then eliza wants hamilton to go on vacation but he will not take a break even though him and angelica who he loves angelica but fun fact i guess not so fun sad fact at this point peggy is dead they don't really talk about it peggy died yeah, Peggy died. I told you he was From at a uh, deathbed. He, she died oh, very young, and so that's why she's they. When they sing the song, she goes Angelica Eliza, and there's a long pause. It's because Peggy uh, had passed at that point, and that was her space. Oh my for gosh,
1: her. that's so sad. Isn't that that's sad? all the space she gets.
0: That's all the space she gets. But she comes back and with vengeance. At as I don't know if it's Ma- Myra Reynolds. It's spelled like Maria Reynolds. Moira. <laughs> it's Moira. Moira Reynolds. <laughs> Bebe. <laughs> Compare Hamilton, <laughs> Moira Reynolds, but it, you know he refuses to go on vacation because you know he's so busy and he's not gonna miss his chance to like do anything. Was
1: this the time he was? They were writing the the thingies.
0: They were writing the essays. Yeah. I think it was kind so was of around busy. that time. He was writing the essays to get his plan through Congress. He's like, yeah. I gotta get my plan through Congress. That he, was his goal.
1: He wrote but- like eighty four
0: of the. He wrote fifty (laughs) nine essays.
1: Yeah, of the eighty four.
0: Aaron Burns says it very (laughs) animated, and uh, he doesn't go. But while his family's gone, because I guess when you go on vacation, you're gone for I guess like months, because you know you got to like walk there. You got to take a
1: boat. Yeah. To (laughs) upstate New York.
0: You got to take a boat to, you you got to walk or something, go in a carriage. There were no cars. So it probably took quite a while to get up there, but they're gone forever. And then Peggy is back from the dead as Moira Reynolds. And-
1: Which he, in his defense, he had a crush on all the Skyler sisters. So how could he resist?
0: But it wasn't in real life. It was a bad choice. But- I'm still mad at him for this. Like, he didn't need to do this. He had every chance to go to upstate New York. He could have come back early. He could have gone for a weekend or however long. They had money at this point. The Schuyler sisters were wealthy. Angelica married rich just to take care of them. But no, he decides to, you know, open his door to Miss Reynolds. And then he can't say no to her. And he has an affair. Like, how would you do that to Eliza, angel of a woman, the sisters? I mean, so frustrating. And then he has to pay off her husband.
1: Fun fact. um, Gosh, I can't think of the movie name, the the rom-com that we watched.
0: Heartbreak Hotel? Uh,
1: Eliza's in it.
0: Yes, Eliza is in the um, Heartbreak Gallery. What was it called?
1: Heartbreak Hotel? I don't I don't know.
0: Broken Hearts Gallery. Broken Hearts Gallery.
1: But yes. she's in it.
0: Philippa Sue was in um that movie. It, she was very good. It was shocking to see her and not and she like sings in one of the scenes, but she doesn't sing good and I'm like, "Girl, we know. You sing like an angel." So, let's let's try this again. It's called
1: acting, babe. It's called acting.
0: <sighs> okay, no, if I could sing good, which I can't. I wouldn't ever act like I could sing bad. <laughs> like that is a gift from God. You better be singing good.
1: Yeah, you, me, and Limmero did not get it.
0: No, don't talk about him like that. You leave him alone. He's an angel sent to us. But everybody finds out about his affair. But it's weird because he kept notes on it and how much money he paid off her husband. Um, and so whenever they're like, hey, you had an affair. He's like, yeah, but I didn't use the government's money. Here's my receipts from my affair. <laughs> That's how much he was like an accountant.
1: You yeah, know, he was thorough.
0: He was, if anything, Hamilton was thorough <laughs> because he was not about to get sold down the river for having an affair. He had, he had, he had notes on it. And so this leads us to him really, really messing up because he was like, oh, well, if they know they're going to use it against me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell everybody myself, get ahead of them, even though they had promised not to tell. I don't understand why he's so stupid. Like, why is Alexander Hamilton so stupid sometimes? I mean, it's
1: the guilt. That it just ate him up. I mean, he just you thought, think? Well, yeah, it's, I think it's...
0: Just I, confess to your wife. I feel like
1: even back then... He thought he felt like any publicity was good publicity. No. Maybe not. I don't know why I did that. I,
0: I think I think it was because he just like Angelica constantly says throughout the show, is he's never gonna be satisfied. He thought he, he was bigger than it. He thought he could get ahead of it. And I think that is kind of like a PR thing, but he couldn't. Like this is what ruins, this is the beginning of the end for him. And so because he puts out the Reynolds pamphlet. He squanders his own name. Eliza finds out he's like having this affair in their own bedroom. And he didn't even tell her first. Like he told the world first. And then you get angry Eliza and she's gonna set stuff on fire. She burned every letter she that he wrote to her. She didn't want evidence that they were ever in love. Like it's a sad, it's like sad, but you like understand. You're like, yeah, girl, set it on fire. Set him on fire. You would have saved some heartache if she set him on fire, but she stays with him. She's a good woman. She's a good, good woman. The worst part is when Angelica comes into town after the affair, uh, uh, Hamilton's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here to comfort me. And she's like, I'm not here for you. I'm here for my sister, you idiot. Because he thought that, oh, everything revolves around me. But no, Hamilton. I think that's a good reminder. It's not all about you.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's why. That's why he did it. It's because he felt like, like you said, he was bigger than it. He felt like the world were all he, around he him. He felt like he
0: needed to clear his name. And
1: he was invincible.
0: He but didn't care about her or work. her feelings. Yeah, he didn't. Care he about wanted her. his name to be okay.
1: And her staying with him does not make her a good woman. Woman, she's a strong woman. But if yes, you get cheated can. on, you can leave.
0: But she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't she, because...
1: She stuck it out.
0: She they, they had a family. They had children. Because
1: she did believe in him.
0: She did believe in him. I think that's what's the difference between Angelica and Eliza. Like, Angelica would have killed him, you know, if, if he cheated on her or left him. You know, that would have been the end. But Eliza was there. She said she was. he was sleeping in his office from now on. But she was still... They were still together. And because of his bad name and, you know, that pretty much ended his political career his son, who, you know, I guess we're 19 years later, you know, the play spans I guess 45, 50 years, and his son is finally 19, and so he goes out and somebody's bad-mouthing Hamilton oh, talking about his dad, and he gets in a duel, and so then Hamilton's like, son, you don't have to do that, because I imagine he's old even though he's like 45, that's like my yeah, old. Yeah, he's, he's
1: very old. I'm, I'm imagining he's more like uh like the Six Flags dancing guy. That's, that's more his... <laughs> Yeah, 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 but he's like, yeah, look, look at here, Sonny.
0: Look here, son. you, you don't need to fight don't in this need duel. To do this duel. I don't know he's Scottish either, but he, he tells him he doesn't have to fight in the duel. He's like, nah, dad, I got to fight for you. And he's like, okay, son, let me give you the best advice ever. Wrong. Worst advice ever. Bad advice. The, don't listen to Hamilton. He honestly doesn't make the best life choices ever. And he's like, son, point at the sky when you shoot, because that shows, you know, you were a good man. And guess what? He dies. And he dies in the way the whole story has been telling us. From the first song, he says, I die for him. Then, in the duel, he dies. (laughs) Like, we we can't expect people to be anything other than what they tell us they're going to be. But it's just, like, so upsetting because of Eliza's reaction. Like, Eliza doesn't know that Hamilton gave his son his gun, told him what to do, was like, have fun in New Jersey, because everything's legal in New Jersey but he dies because of his dad because of his dad's advice and like the cry that eliza lets out is like you feel it in your freaking soul like so now hamilton has cheated on eliza told the whole world and also is the reason their son is dead so we're in zero for two with eliza like it's not looking good for him So now they're just super-duper old, even though he died at, like, 50-something. But they're, you know, retire uptown. And this is, like—so Zach had somebody sitting next to him at the show that cried the whole show. Like, just wept. Wept the whole show. Boohoo boo-hoo cried. And at intermission, he goes, man, this chick's, like, crying next to me. And I'm like, why is she crying? Like, I don't understand. And I was like, oh, maybe it gets sad. And— Then the second act starts and I was like, well, you know, it could get sad. And then I'm like, oh, I I see the sad part. I see it coming at me right now. And then we get, it's quiet downtown. (laughs) It's quiet downtown or uptown? I have to look. I
1: think it's... It's quiet uptown. Uptown, yeah.
0: Oh, I was like, I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to cry in Hamilton. Like I, I was determined. And oh my gosh, they're talking. And man, Lynn is like, Bearing his soul to Eliza, just like apologizing and talking about everything he's lost and how his legacy is going to be, you know, lost because of the choices he made and pretty much begging for forgiveness. And then the whole, like, they're walking around town and you just see her. She's so stoic and, like, you're just like, she's never going to forgive him. And then, like, the ensemble chorus just says, forgiveness. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> within my soul, I couldn't help it. You, it just like, you know, the time you have to forgive some like such a deep hurt. Like you felt it acted through the screen, her giving it Even
1: from the third balcony, like, like <laughs> you literally, you felt it. It was so crazy. The other thing that I think is is interesting about the show is the way that it's written and performed, you cannot help but always be Team Hamilton. Like you have to you're always yeah. rooting for him, but nobody ever thinks about like her. Like
0: the real hero.
1: She's the real hero. Honestly, like she put up with so much and just kept forgiving so him back.
0: And even after he was gone, didn't let his legacy die like we all
1: should be the founding father
0: she's my founding father amen Uh, let's put Eliza Ann Hamilton on the ten dollar bill that's my that's what I think we should do and that when that when they said forgiveness I feel like the air sucked out of the room because everybody's like like she wouldn't like in nowadays you're like oh I'm gone you you did bad to me you killed my son you cheated on me but like knowing there's something bigger than you and you know her being willing to forgive, like, oh, I knew I had to keep it together because I felt like, I mean, I read the playbill, so I knew the show was going to end. So I was like, hold it together, Alex, don't cry too much. But when I saw it on Disney+, Plus, I boo-hoo cried. I was like, I can't believe she forgave him. Ah! Like, I, I cried so hard. And so after this, Hamilton's like, you know what? Life's not so terrible. My wife forgave me, you know. I imagine they're like at least friends at this point and maybe his Her family forgave him, but Burr and Jefferson are running for president, you know, against each other. But the one thing, whoever's going to win what they need is Hamilton's endorsement. And this is kind of like, you know, this is our end of the rivalry between Hamilton and Burr because, You know, Burr is like, hey, you know, we've been friends for all these years, even though he's been nothing but hateful to Hamilton. But Jefferson was, too. Jefferson was never friends with Hamilton. No, and
1: so for that reason, I thought Hamilton was going to pick Burr. Oh, I knew he wasn't. I did. I thought he was going to pick him.
0: No, I was like, first of all, I know Burr never became president, but, like, he never had any views. Like, he never, like, they never saw eye to eye at all on anything. And so... Whenever he finally gives his endorsement to Jefferson and you see Burr like snap, this is the nail in Hamilton's coffin because he did this. Honestly, if he would have endorsed Burr, you know, what would American history be different?
1: Hamilton would still be living today. He
0: would still be living today. He would be on the $100 bill because Burr would have been like, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll be the, I mean, he should be on the $100 bill because like he created the financial institution of the American people.
1: You said he's on the ten dollar bill. Who's yeah. on the twenty? Jefferson. Oh, okay. Andrew Jackson. Sorry. Jackson, you're, Jackson. Right, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And that's our. Well, who's on the hundred?
0: Benjamin Franklin.
1: Oh. Huh. Wait. Why, why would Benjamin Franklin be on the hundred dollar bill? Didn't he just invent like electric, electricity?
0: Wait. Like, what? What does he have Wait, to do ask with your money? Phone. Who's on the hundred dollar bill?
1: <laughs> hey Siri. Hey Siri. Who's on the hundred dollar bill? I found.
0: Benjamin
1: Franklin, U.S. Declaration of Independence, what? Independence Hall, Quill. I don't know why i, I reading all this quill.
0: stuff. <laughs> okay, Siri. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. All right.
1: I was. Well, correct. Now you know. If you didn't know, now
0: you know. And they they're gonna have a duel because Burr is done with Hamilton. He's done with playing Mr. Nice Guy, and oof, he's he's letting it all out. So they go to the duel. We count down again or count to 10. They go to Jersey. They go to New Jersey because everything's legal in New Jersey. And they, you know, we talked about it earlier, but like they have their duel and Burr straight up shoots Hamilton. What I love about this scene is we kind of have this like, Hamilton sings all of the songs as this bullet is approaching him, but almost in like a poetry slam kind of like, cool delivery that only he can do like his style of performance. And I love that. He goes through every single shot song about like, you know, how he's not going to miss his shot or, you know, I'm a right-hand man, just going through everything, wait for it, stay alive. And it's all as his life is like coming to an end. It's like, he's seeing his life back is his retelling of the whole musical in this one. It's
1: musically incredible. It's such a cool song.
0: And, like, how the production, like, the sounds that it makes. Oh, my gosh, I didn't talk about the Hurricane song. I love the Hurricane song. The Eye of a Hurricane. I'm going to talk about that there song. It's
1: quiet.
0: There's quiet in the Eye of a Hurricane. And all the furniture moves around. I just wanted to say how, like, it's so cool when the furniture moves around.
1: If you stick around afterwards, we'll
0: sing a little bit of it. No, we're not going to sing today. <laughs> we're not singing Hamilton. I could sing Cats because it was bad. I don't want to disgrace Hamilton. Oh, So... Hamilton dies. People cry. People cries. I could have made that a rhyme. Um, And so now we have the end of the show, which is who lives, who dies, who tells your story. At this point, most of our main characters have died, uh, including George Washington, the guys from the beginning of the movie, but who is left was Eliza. And so everybody is dressed in white except Eliza and Aaron Burr at this point in the show. And they're kind of giving the recap of what every, what happened to everybody, their fate, and what history remembers them for. And then we start to realize that because Eliza stayed, because she forgave him, she told everyone's story. She's the reason the Washington Monument exists. She's the reason why all these incredible founding fathers were remembered. And then I have, like, the, the thing she's most proud of is since— Hamilton was an orphan. She creates an or- the first um, private orphanage in New York City. And uh, that's another part where I was like, hold it together. Because I knew the show, I knew we were about to have curtains. And I was like, I can't be weeping as the lights come up. But you're just like, wow, this woman loved so deeply, forgave so genuinely that she was able, like, she is not remembered in history." It, you hear these names and you're like, oh yeah, I know. I know who that is. He's on the dollar. He's on whatever. But like, she is the reason their stories exist. Like if there's no one there to tell your story, were you even there? And it's so it's so good. And the very, very best part is at the end, after everything has happened, Lynn, I believe it's Lynn as himself.
1: So let's explain this a little bit. So at, at the very end of the show, There's a gasp, the controversial gasp. The gasp. And there are a few theories as to what this means. So my favorite was what you were just alluding to. My favorite theory, which I'll let you explain, is that you see Alexander Hamilton leave the stage and then...
0: Lynn comes back. So like... Alexander has his like exit when they're recapping at the end and then Lynn as himself comes back out and grabs Eliza's hand which she's still Eliza and she he's like walking her through all the things that she did and then at the very 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 end he takes her hand and he almost like turns her to look towards the audience and she gasps and then it's curtains. And so the idea is that Lynn is taking this moment to honor Eliza and show her what she did, how she took her whole life to tell everyone else's story. But this is really telling her story.
1: Which I literally get teary
0: eyed like, when cry. I think about. I could cry right now.
1: So what so and we don't know if it's true or not, but that's what the theory is, is that it's Lynn manuel himself saying Like, because the whole song is who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And he's saying, this is what you did. Like, this is us telling that story because of you.
0: (laughs) We don't deserve this musical. It's too good. It's too wonderful. It's so perfect. Everything about it, it's good. I highly recommend this. And you better get ready to cry, because if you don't cry, you're a robot. It's just such a, a thoughtful show. Like, everything comes back around like if you have a song like angelica she's always talking about him never being satisfied or herself not being satisfied it's like her theme that's always you know trying to be better and he's trying never satisfied with anything and like that comes throughout the show it's just like a circle
1: but it's also like the show itself is It's, it escapes reality, which is why people love it so much because it it takes you back in time, but keeps the current at the same time. It's, it's bizarre, but it's incredible, but it's so much deeper. Like it's so much well, more well thought out than you thought going into it. And like, for me, just like in general life, like when I am living, the song that goes through my head is that history has its eyes on you, which is true for all of us, like our, I mean, history has its eyes on us right now. Like that's what we do. What we did yesterday is now the past or whatever.
0: And you know, the, like it impacts what happens tomorrow. Right. Like everything we do, like.
1: Like we're all leaving a legacy. We just have to choose what that legacy is. Whether we
0: like it or not. Like Burr left his legacy as as it was, whether he likes it or not.
1: Because he was, Burr said nothing. He always, he, that was his thing. He was never had don't an opinion. say anything. Yeah. But he still left a legacy.
0: And, and he's known as a villain just because of one thing, really. And like, what, like, what is going to be the one thing for you? Like, that's something to think about. Like, what impressions are you leaving on people? Because, you know, Hamilton thought Burr was a friend till he, till he ran against his father-in-law.
1: Well, and vice versa, Burr thought Hamilton was a friend until he asked for his endorsement or they see no, maybe his acting No, I, feel like, I feel like
0: Burr always thought of him, like his songs, he, it was his enemy. Yeah, you're right. It was like they were fighting, but Hamilton didn't care because Ugh, I Burrow can't stand was, that
1: person, though.
0: Oh, that's always fighting with you?
1: No, that's just always one upping
0: you. Oh, I guess so I'm Like, a effortlessly. I'm just effortless. You are. You're <laughs> like the one, like
1: people look at your Instagram, they're like, oh, I wish I was just Alex. And then <laughs> nobody's. And then they're not. And then they're just
0: mad at you. Oh, it was, it's such a good show. And constantly like i guess being satisfied will it be enough these are like lines that you hear throughout the show like being enough and it's just like everything is so thoughtful and i just love it so much so i guess it's time for my final thoughts it's my final five- So this movie, I'll call it a movie, even though it was a Broadway recording, available on Disney Plus, has great production quality, very few inconsistencies. There's like two inconsistencies I can think of from the movie, like during Satisfied, like there's some wardrobe stuff that happens. Like at some point, Angelica has like a flower on her dress and then it's not there in the last next shot. I just think it was an accident. And then also um, when the, uh, the Madison presidency... Madison The one where the king uh, Drops it like it's hot uh, There's like not a uh, The king like drops it And he's like dancing In the corner Whenever uh Everybody else uh Adam's administration It's the Adam's administration They're like It's the Adam's administration The king's off to the side He's dancing And he's yeah, supposed to be there No his dance move is It doesn't match Oh, he like drops gotcha. it. And then right in the next shot, he like does it almost like impossibly too fast. Like he could never do He couldn't drop it that hot. He couldn't. I believe. I don't think Jonathan Groff could drop it like that. <laughs> but I'm glad they decided to put this out on Disney Plus because I feel like it would have been another 10 years before we got the movie version of Hamilton. And I don't think we should all be deprived of Hamilton. Like before this came out, so few people had seen it. Like, I know I'd been on Broadway for four years, but I'm like a musical person. And it took me all four of those years to even get out there to go see it. And so I'd, I don't think this needed to be held back from the American people. We needed Hamilton.
1: Because even seeing a moving version doesn't make me want to watch it live less. No. Like, if you get the chance, go see it.
0: Go see it live. It's such a great experience. And you'll get to hear other talented performers.
1: If you love the show but don't like Lin-Manuel, go see it again.
0: Oh, See it when it travels, when we get to see live shows again, like so good. Like the performers are incredible. Even traveling cast are just so good. And it's just a solid show. The dancing's amazing. It's very different, very special. And I I have very few bad things to say about this movie. And I mean, I think it's really an important show for what it stands for, how it wasn't your typical show. It didn't matter what race people were. They got to play whatever role just because of their talent and that like shows like it doesn't matter what race you are like you can still play the roles like if you're talented and are the person the right person for the job and I think it's great (laughs) I mean Broadway is very whitewashed there are so many white people on stage and not many interesting roles written for people of color and so I think Lynn was like I don't care about like why does that matter like I just want the best person for the job, which I, I would like the future to go into that way because it should be the best person for the job. doesn't matter. Just like it wouldn't matter their height or their weight. Like it should just be like that. If they're the right person, they should play the role. And that's why I think about that. But.
1: And I think, so we, we watched like a documentary kind of thing on Apple TV and they, they talk about the importance of Lin-Manuel even just being on stage as a Latin American man because so there was, there was a movement, I don't know, maybe the nineties, 2000s. I don't remember. There was a movement to add more, uh, I'll put in air quotes, equality on stage to kind of bring both black and white actors on stage. Right. Um, and it's still terribly uneven, but there was at least some black and white on, on stage. What Lin-Manuel though was maybe the first but one of the first latin like that's still a third if not more in
0: the heights was his first show right that was on broadway and that's about a puerto rican neighborhood in the heights you know and that was groundbreaking at the time like just to have a show just about puerto rican people and i'm so excited for that to be released i hope it comes out at christmas but his
1: lemon well's whole thing is is about representation and and like making sure people get opportunity that they deserve. It has nothing to do with their to race. To see
0: someone that looks like you on a screen, like on a stage showing like that it's worth it. And I highly recommend watching deer on Apple TV. It goes, there's one about Spike Lee, Oprah, Lin-Manuel, Miranda. And it's just so good because it shows how much of a bigger picture there is outside of Hamilton and how, um,
1: it just goes back to like the legacy thing. Like he's he's leaving a legacy of don't let your what you what some people see as obstacles stand in your way. Yeah, just like do what you feel like you are supposed to do.
0: Yes, you got you're you're responsible for your own legacy. So take what is yours, be yourself, and you know go be in Broadway shows. I really think Hamilton will be considered a new American classic because it. Is just so incredible as a musical by itself. And I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if a, a movie version is necessary. I'm happy with this version because I would
1: love an Arthur version.
0: I know you want an Arthur version. Aardvark but nobody Hamilton. nobody else wants that. But I just think this one with the original cast is so perfect. I mean, it's hard to say a perfect movie, but it's definitely a perfect musical.
1: Just imagine though, if they're all aardvarks.
0: No, it's weird. I don't want to hear, say no to this, saying by aardvarks. (laughs) I don't want this.
1: Everybody's voice would be slightly pitched up.
0: (laughs) Yet again, I will say you can listen to the full Muppets version of the entire show if you're a glutton for punishment. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to Alex Reviews today. Please make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, all the things. And, you know, send this to a friend, send this to someone who needs to watch Hamilton or send this to someone who loves Hamilton, because I know they'll agree with me on every single point I make. Anyway, till next time, I'll see you at the movies.